Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. ...about what the scripture says about giving, not what Pastor Priest says. So this is a reminder for us, okay? And giving, I, I want to emphasize, if there's anything you need to take away, giving is an act of worship. If you give a dollar, the scripture says, if you, Jesus said, if you give a dollar to a poor person on the street, God owes you one. He says, God owes it to you. Yeah. Right? Yes. If you give to somebody who has no ability to pay you back, I owe that debt. Mm. Hallelujah. That debt belongs to me. So if you want God indebted to you, you have to give to people that have no ability to give back to To you. That's, I can't preach it more than that. Mm. That's what God said in the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Now, but that's, not, that, that's just one of the many areas when it comes to giving that we as Christians, we are not as, um, we lack, and I don't know whether we lack understanding or we just, we just don't want to take advantage of it. Now, when God owes you debt, do you think it's going to take long to pay it back? God never owes God owes no man any single thing that is one of the quickest way to receive bless somebody who has no way of blessing you back and then watch what God will do glory to God Genesis chapter 8 and may the Holy Ghost give us Revelation and insight as we break bread together this afternoon in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. Genesis chapter 8. I want to start when it comes to the story of giving. The actual first, anybody remember where the first giving took place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the no, that's like, that's like uh, God gave. Okay, Abel. The first table. Yes. When Adam, not Cain and Abel too, but it goes before them. Adam. 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 When Adam sinned, God had to give to to himself in order to cover the sin of Adam and Eve. He sacrificed an animal to cover their sin. That sacrifice was to himself. And he took, the scripture says he took, because when Adam and Eve sinned, the sin exposes your nakedness. Oh, glory to God. Just to show you where we fell from. When we, you didn't need Givenchy, Coco Chanel, uh, Bass, uh, Ferragamo. BCBG. Name your brand. You didn't need any brand. 
Before sin entered the world, you didn't need any brand to look good. Because we were dwelling in our nakedness. We were better off. And there was no conscience of shame. When God created man, there was no consciousness of shame. We were strolling around in our total butt nakedness. And yet, we were covered with his glory. His glory was better than our best designers. What is the best perfume you've ever smelled? When God's glory is around, it cannot smell as good. Have you ever been in a service where all of a sudden, God dispenses the smell of his glory? Oh my God. There's no word to describe it. There are times, services, when the cloud of glory rolls in, and you will be in a service, and it seems as if there's a cloud that covers the whole church. Oh my goodness. They, you literally see a cloud. You, you, you will think it's your own eyes because you'll be rubbing your eyes and you are thinking because the presence of God is so... And then there is an aroma, a scent that follows his presence where all the best scents of this world cannot compare with it. Cannot be compared with it. Oh, God is awesome. Amen. I pray those days will come again and he will visit us with such yeah. presence that Amen. you know the power Amen. of God will be displayed Amen. in ways that you have never seen it before. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But God was the first one to sacrifice unto himself. And he sacrificed for us. He took a life of an animal on our behalf to cover us. And then he took the clothes. The, the fall of that animal to cover our shame. And since then, man has been sacrificed. But then, he taught Adam, who entered his own children, the importance of worshiping God with and honoring God with, our, with the best fruits. But I want us to see from another area. In Genesis chapter 8, I'm going to read a little bit extensively. He says, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock that were with him in the ark. So this is after the rain has stopped. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of heaven began, had been closed. And the rain stopped from, falling from the sky. The water receded. So now the water is receding. They're still in the boat with all the animals. Amen. Look at verse 5. It says, The waters continue to recede until the tenth month. On the first day of the tenth month, the top of the mountains became visible. There's something about the number 10. Completion. On the top of the mount, the top of the mount, the waters, I mean, on the first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible. The top of the mountains became visible. The moment you sow and give God 
that 10 percent revelation begins to come Amen. revelation begins to come heaven moves on your behalf those of you that eat your head I don't think you qualify. So let's keep reading. After 40 days, blah, 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 blah. Seven more days, blah, 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 blah. Verse 13, the first day of the month, Noah's 640th year, the water dried up, but they still didn't get out of the boat. It kept, it kept going. Finally, verse 20, then Noah built, well, actually, it was in, uh, uh, when did God say come out? Verse 15, then God said to Noah, come out of the ark, you, your wife, your sons, and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, animals, all creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on earth and be fruitful and increase on it. The same thing he said in the beginning. He says, now, be fruitful and what? Multiply. But nothing has started yet. Then... Verse 20, then Noah built an altar unto the Lord, make and taking some of the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The first thing Noah did was to what? Sacrifice. He gave from the abundance God has blessed. Can you imagine if they went into the ark with no food? They wouldn't have made it. But God told them up front, and when they were in the ark, what do you think those animals were doing? Looking at each other? <laughs> they were what? Multiplying. Mm -hmm. I tell you right now, they went in two by two, but they did not come out two by two. Okay? That's for sure. Okay? The chickens had more. Okay? The lions had more. They came out more. So when, I, when, when God takes you into the ark, he does not bring you back the same way he brought Amen. you. Amen. Okay? He does not bring you back the same way. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wherever you are you're in right now, you're coming out. Amen. Double up. Amen. Quadrupled. Amen. Blessed. But don't forget to do what? To worship the Lord with your tenth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Then after, look at what Look at look at this. Look at, please, please. I need everybody's attention right now. Verse 20. Open your Bibles. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, taking some of the clean animals and clean birds. He sacrificed burnt offerings on it. And the Bible says in verse 21, the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground of humans. Even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, <laughs> never again will I destroy all the living creatures as I have done. Then look at the promise. Has God ever made a promise that he never fulfills? Mm -hmm. He says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never what? Has it ceased since then? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I, I'm not a, what do you call them, environmentalist. Mm -hmm. But, yes, the earth may be getting warmer, you know. Maybe we need to make some adjustments in the way we, 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 we treat the earth. But let me tell you something. 
God's word will never fail. Amen. God's word will never fail. Amen. It starts with seed time. Showing, showing. You cannot harvest if you have not what? Seed time and harvest will never cease. Seed time and harvest will never cease. It will never see. No man can outgive God. Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot outgive God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so God made a promise. And God always fulfills his word. In Genesis chapter 14, we all know this. Let's open to Genesis 14. Another reminder. Bible says that the story was that five kings attacked Lot, Sodom, and Gomorrah, where Lot was, and they carried the whole Sodom and Gomorrah, including Abraham's nephew, Lot, carried them away. Abraham gathered his 300 men. By the power of God, they chased after five kings and their armies, and defeated them. They took everything, including okay, Lot and the rest of the people that were captured, and brought them back. On the way back, they met, okay, they met Christ in the Old Testament. Because mm-hmm. Jesus Christ was the revealed Melchizedek. Hebrews confirms and says, you come in the order of Melchizedek. The scripture says he had no beginning of days, no ending of days. He was a king of Salem, the king of peace. And Abraham went and met with him. And he blessed Abraham. This was before Abraham became Abraham. (laughs) The Bible says, blessed be, verse verse 18, then Melchizedek, King of Salem brought out bread and wine. What do we celebrate with bread and wine today? Communion. All these things are... God is bringing... God never changes. Before the time of the Passover, they've been having Passover. They just didn't call it Passover. Amen? He brought out bread and wine. Oh my goodness. Oh, sometimes I read these things at night and I'm just walking around the house because the revelation just seems to be, your mind is just, you know, it's just true that these things have been around from the beginning of creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he brought up bread and wine, he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. Praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. Let me ask you, was there a law at this time that mandates that Abraham give? There was no law. In the days of Adam, there was no law. Yet Adam taught his children how to give. In the days of Abel, Cain and Abel, what were they doing? They were worshipping God with their tithes and with their offerings. In the days of Adam, 
I mean, I said Adam. Abraham. Abraham knew enough that when God has blessed me, I have to give him. Look, if you are paying your tithe, you are under paying it under two things. You are either paying it as a necessity or you are paying it out of the goodness and love of God. The question is, you know your heart. I ask you, why are you giving your tithe and offering? Are you giving it under the law out of necessity or are you giving it out of the goodness of your heart? Out of appreciation of what God has given unto you? Are you giving because God demands it or are you giving because you demand it of yourself? It makes a whole lot of difference. You see, it's the thought that counts. Hallelujah. The Bible says Abraham couldn't help himself. He gave, he had to give it out of his generosity of heart. Do you have a generous heart towards God? The scripture says in 2 Corinthians that, I mean, yeah, it says we should be generous towards God. We should be generous towards God. Giving should be something we love to do. Glory to God. Giving should be our nature. Everywhere we go, we should be looking for opportunities to give. A couple came to visit us yesterday and boom, they didn't have to. They blessed us. When we when they gave us an envelope, we were like, oh, okay, we'll open it later when they're gone. When I opened it, I was like, yeah. Praise the Lord. But we also, we are keepers. Every opportunity, we are looking to give. My wife wanted to slap me. Every service person that has come to the new house to install something, they've walked away smiling. Because that is our nature. That is our nature. They brought, some people brought in a, a, a wash and dryer. They blessed them. I'm not talking one, two dollars. We gave one person two hundred dollars. We gave one person hundred dollars. Every year, every year, they will miss us in Obakon. Every year, our garbage people, every year, we give all of them fifty dollars each. Every year. At Christmas. Sometimes we'll put bags of, uh, uh, we'll put, uh, uh, you know, we'll go to Macy's, buy, buy the goodie bags, mm-hmm. and give it to them and give them The day we traveled, do you know they were going to the back of The neighbor asked me, he says, ah, how come you're, when the rest of the people, when they take their garbage, they throw their own dustbin or their garbage can in the middle of the street. Our own, they take it to the back of the house for us. <laughs> it's how you treat people. That's right. It's how you treat people. When you are a generous giver, 
true. But when you are stingy, that's true. Guess what? You will receive the treatment of the stingy people. Yes. There are some restaurants I will go into. Immediately they see me. Every waiter will be fighting for me because they know I'm go They are going to get what a good tip. And my service is always good. There was one Chinese restaurant. <laughs> A Thai restaurant, of course, they have the perception we, you know, we, we're not going to tip them well. And their service was bad. And we, my wife said, was like, you know, let's bless this people. We gave them, when we were going, they were the, the, the owner, the waiter, the people that bring water, all of them were following us outside. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. They were so rude and the service was so bad. The Bible says when people are rude to you, do good to them. So that way you are heaping coals of fire on them. I will never go back to that restaurant again, but at least they will know that I, I, I treated them right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Abraham gave them it gave him it. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. But he gave. Let me go back to um, the last one, and then we'll go to Second Corinthians nine. Amen. Genesis twenty-eight. This is the story of Jacob. Okay. This was when he was running to Laban, his uncle, because. You know, before he left, he had he created a mess for himself. Amen? Amen. The Bible says in Genesis 28, starting from verse um, 16, it says, When Jacob awoke from his sleep, so he was traveling, he lay down under the tree, fell asleep, and then he woke, and he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place. I was not aware of it. In fact, let me back up. There's something I want to read. Let's start from verse 10. It says, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head, laid down to sleep. I don't know how you can sleep on a stone, but I guess for him, you know. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the people on the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God gave Jacob a revelation of something that I believe still exists today. The scripture says there was literally a ladder that comes from heaven mm -hmm. to earth. 
The Lord was standing at the top in heaven centers. I believe today, because I've read several times in scriptures, he says sometimes we don't know the people that we are meeting with, that they are mm-hmm. angels. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I am of a firm persuasion that angels, every morning, every day, angels are going up and down and walking about with blessings for people. Be very, very careful how you treat people. Because those angels are bringing blessings. And if you don't treat them well, that's well. You go by What do you think the ladder is for? Huh? For fire brigade? <laughs> Fire marshal, if everyone is on fire, somebody's going to run up there and put out the fire. No, it's because angels are going up and down, bringing baskets of blessings for people. Sometimes, one of the things I'm, I'm actually talking to a friend of mine is we need to, just like, and I, I, I don't know how, I want to have a news channel to broadcast. Uh, it's got to be the good news channel. What God is doing on earth in lives of Christians. It channels of just purely testimonies. 24 hours of testimonies. Nothing else. Of miracles. So that Because there are some miracles that happen that we don't even hear of. When I was in Bible school, Remember students that have not eaten for seven days. Somebody knocked on their door. And they opened the door. And there were baskets of fruit everywhere. How many testimonies have I shared with you? I still remember one day when I was in Florida, when we were living in Florida, both busted, broke, busted and disgusted. And I was on the way to the bank to withdraw the last $20 we have in our account. I think I've shared the testimony here several mm-hmm. times. And all of a sudden, I stepped out, I opened the door of the car, and all of a sudden, there was one of those whirlwinds. Well what they call those little whirlwinds thing that, that happens? I forgot what they call it. And it was dollar bills. And I was going crazy. This thing, you know, grabbing, grabbing, grabbing money. Grabbing money. I was the only one in the parking lot hmm. at that time. And immediately I finished grabbing the money, somebody walked out, and I did like this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid they were going to say it was their money. And the, the man walked out, he had not seen me grabbing the money. And he walked past me and he said, Looks seems like somebody found. I think if I recall, it seems like somebody found some money, and he got into his car and drove away. Mm. I was saying to myself, how did he? Mm-hmm. I looked around. Mm-hmm. Where did this guy come from? Then all of a sudden, I had chills because I realized I just had an angelic encounter. Mm-hmm. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I remember 1986, August of 1986. 
I needed to make a call, a desperate call to my aunt in, 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 here in New Jersey to write me a letter. We have been trying to reach her. And I walked, you know that, how many of you know about that place where we used to go and make uh, phone calls? Nightel in Ibadan. And I walked, my mother gave me money. She, you know, I, I, if I recall the story, she gave me money to go and make the call. Amen? And I walked into Nightel. As I was walking, there was a black man. But the clothes he was white, wearing was pure white. And I looked at him and I was like, man, this is a strange person. And then he stood up. He was so tall. And then he called me. When he called me, I looked around. Nobody heard him calling me. I was the only one that heard him calling me. He says, come here. And I could not resist. And I was and I just followed him into the room. Like a like I was under a spell. Like I was under a spell. And I followed him. Normally, I'm a very fearful person. I will run away. I run. <laughs> Trust me, I don't hang around people. I run away from such. But I could not resist. I could not re, re, uh, resist. resist. And if I followed him. He said, you wanted to. And when I got, he took me to the back. There was nobody in this building. He took me to the back of the building. We were walking through. I said, this man, oh my God, I'm dead today. This, why am I following this man? This man is going to kill me. I can't do any. I just couldn't help myself. I was following him. And... <laughs> <laughs> I like, and then we walked. There was one desk in the room at the back of the, one phone on the table, and he told me, he says, you wanted to, you want to call to your, you want to call your aunt, right? Mm. I said, how do you know? I, I mean, I was talking to myself. I went on. I said, yes, sir. And he said, give me the number. And he dialed the number for me, and I spoke to Mrs. Adido, late mm. Mrs. Adido. And he hung up the phone. My whole body was shaking like this. And I said, thank you very much, sir. He said, okay. So I walked to the door. I had not gone down on the room. I walked, to, there was no other door in that room. I walked to the door and I opened the door and I stepped outside. And I said, at least I need to go and tell my parents back home. Who? Who? Who, the, who I met, and I turned back into the room. Mm. And he was gone. And he was gone. And he was gone. I can tell you so. You know, we need to have a, a, a channel where we, we are broadcasting these types of experiences because believers everywhere, you may think, oh, well, nothing is happening. I'm telling you, there's so much happening all over the face of this earth. Miracles, signs, and wonders that you and I are not even aware of. And I believe it's because of this. Angels are still going up and down from heaven, bringing baskets of blessings. I pray you will meet yours this week in Jesus. Amen. I can't tell you how many angelic encounters I've heard. Yes, my wife and I, Tosa's birth. A nurse that came into the room at a junction in point where she could not bear anymore. 
walked her through the process of giving birth. We asked later, where, do, where is the nurse? Nobody can find the nurse. Nobody knows the name. Nobody can find the nurse. You can't tell me angels don't exist. You cannot. Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But all of this is tied into the process of giving too. Look at what Jacob said immediately after he had this. He says, verse 18, early next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head, set it up as a pillar, poured oil on top of it. He called the, that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Laws. Later, they eventually changed the name of that place to Bethel. Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and watch over me on this journey I'm taking, I will give me food to eat close to where? So that I return safely to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God. This stone that I set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Amen. This is somebody who was not saved. This is a deceiver. If a deceiver can give a tenth, if people that don't have a relationship with God can give a tenth, you are born again. Giving of your tithes and offerings should be something you do of joy. You say, what if I have bills to pay? What if God stops blessing you? <laughs> you and I, we cannot... Let me repeat it. We cannot. We don't have the power, okay, to suck up a breath into our physical body. It is but by the grace of God that we are with What if God snaps his finger and says, today, I'm done with you? What if God snaps his finger and says, today, I called you up. I'm tired of your wickedness. I want everybody to open their Bibles to Malachi chapter 3. And we'll read that real quick. And then 2 Corinthians. Malachi chapter 3. Thank you. Starting from verse 6. He says, I, the Lord, do not change. God is saying, what I'm about to tell you, I'm not changing from it. So you descendants of Jacob are not destroyed. I'm giving you this so that you are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you've turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? But you said, you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. It's not enough to give your tithes, but you have to give your offerings. You have to be a generous person all the time. Let me tell you something. Whatever financial situation you are in today is as a result of what you have given in the past. And so if you have not given much, then guess what? You cannot enjoy much because God will not steal from you. Then he goes, he says, Vasna, you are under a curse. Robbing God is putting a curse upon your own head. The whole nation, because you are robbing me, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Some people say, well, my pastor steals. My, and the church robs me. 
who cares? If, I, if you know your pastor is still in, go to another church where you can pay your time. There are churches everywhere, all over this earth. Find one that has integrity. That they don't stay. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room to receive it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God says, stop robbing me. I, it's affecting you. And it frustrates everyone's prayer. A couple came to me one time. They are having financial problems. The first thing I'm going to ask you is, do you pay your tithe and offerings? And when they said no, I said, I'm not praying. They, they look shocked. How do I pray for you when you don't give? What kind of prayer is that? I'm not going to imbibe in foolishness as you have been foolish. I don't keep God's money. Praise the Lord. Maybe you are comfortable doing it, but I don't. I worship the Lord with my tithes and offerings. I don't care. And I've been, my wife will tell you, when I was backsliding Christian, I was drinking, womanizing, disorder. I was giving tithe. I knew enough to pay my tithe. And I believe it was my tithe that redeemed me. No nation can call you blessed when you are stingy towards God. All these are what they call those qualified blessings. You do your part, God does his part. Okay? Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. How did uh, How did my president call it? 2 Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't joke with my don't joke with my trouble. Don't joke with my trouble. I say two Corinthians came to America. Two Corinthians came to America. Second Corinthians nine. Let's wrap up with this. Remember this: whoever sows sparingly will also reap what? Whoever sows generously will reap what? Generously. generously. Each should give what they have decided in, that, in their heart to give, not reluctant or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. If you are cheerful, give you God giving. You say, Pastor Chris, you always smile when you give your time. Yes, even when I don't feel like smiling, I put a smile on my face. I say, Lord, you know this bill is not paid. That bill is not paid. Your bill is being paid. Amen. 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 Glory to God. I smile with my pants on fire, but I have never had a regret. I don't owe any debt right now. The only debt we owe is our mortgage. And I pray with God. I say, God, in five years, this mortgage must be paid off. Amen. Amen. It's got to be, I, I don't want to owe anyone a dime. I don't go to the, <laughs> I think I've shared it before. I don't spend any money. If I put $10,000 on my credit card this month, you know at the end of the month, whether I have to go and do Uber <laughs> to make up that money, I will do Uber to make it up. It has to be what? Yeah. 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 Oh, a dime. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It says, he who supplies seed to the sower. It's God who gave you the money in the first place. That's right. Do you have the strength to go to work on your own? No. no. It's God who gave you the wisdom in the first place. So why don't you give him back what belongs to him so that he can continue to open doors for you? Amen. Let's all stand up. Our God is an awesome God. Amen. Did you get something out of this? Amen. I pray to God that you, you find you faithful. Amen. And I pray to God that what look, there's no look, those are, these older ones, I have spoken to them whether they I, I really whether they do it or not, that's their own. It's you too. Do you pay tight? Yeah. Do you tie on them? No, they, don't, do they, you? Don't, they don't work yet. They don't work? Yeah. The moment you start working, every dime. My kids, you give to, you have to they do not do it with them. When you get birthday gifts. Everything that they get. Yeah, the money they blessed us with yesterday. We've already paid a tithe on it. This morning, it's part of a tithe. We give. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, that's how you change and you distinct, you separate yourself from everybody else. I don't eat my tithe. Mm -hmm. And when I finish paying my tithe, I give offerings. There are ministries we support. Yeah, my wife will tell you, there are days when I come out of the office and she says, we're in trouble. Yes. <laughs> I said we are. Because the math does not add up. <laughs> but it's okay. The math may not add up today, but tomorrow I won't need to do any additions because all debts will be paid off. Praise the Lord. I challenge you. Be faithful to God. Give with joy. It may not add up today, but God is a cheerful giver. I mean, God loves a cheerful giver. He's also a cheerful giver. He's a cheerful giver. And when he blesses you, when he blesses you, he blesses you ways that you say to yourself, you know, he'll bless you in a way where you can't even it just looks comprehend it. Comprehend. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not a preacher that says, oh, give ten thousand dollars and he'll give you just be generous. Just be generous. He also reward every Friday. But when the day of reward comes, Hallelujah. You'll be looking for friends <laughs> to help you move. You'll be looking for friends to help you bring in your harvest. You'll be looking for people to help you carry your blessings. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the way it is. And I believe God that 
He is going to take us higher than we have ever imagined. In Jesus' name. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, strength of the Holy Spirit, be us now Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.